even if they don't need you to do hazmat tanker doubles and triples a lot of times companies will pay you more just because you have is just in case they need you in that field so get as many as endorsements as possible because it makes you look better oh, I'm passing through the wave like a jet ski i'm just trying to live little mama don't text me watching from afar like a star this the best seat i'm just trying to win when i swim this the best seat i got them all uncomfortable though they say i'm arrogant i thought that i What's up, people? Welcome back to Pro All TV Podcast. I'm your host, Jerron Ham, and today is a special day because I get to have a conversation with my girl, Naya. Now, Naya is the first female guest on the podcast, and as we all know, women are killing it in trucking. So she dropped by and shared some game on how to stay safe out there as a woman in the trucking industry, some of the different routes you could take within the trucking industry, and her overall goals and aspirations when it comes to her career. While I got you here, please make sure you like, subscribe, and comment to this episode and episodes to come. It helps the channel grow helps us get this good info out and who doesn't like good info i appreciate you for tuning in please let me know what you think peace naya what's going on out there where you at good morning good morning it's a good day good day okay i see you got ohio on your hoodie all right is that where you're from it is not i got stuck out here and it's a little cold so i had to grab something for the truck stop real quick and this is what they had okay makes sense stuck what do you mean stuck though um, well, I'm doing driveway right now. Um, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was supposed to be going back home to Texas, but they end up, uh, the load I originally had was canceled out. And so they said, well, we got one, you know, going out to Ohio. So I ended up going out there, but I was not properly prepared as far as clothes. So I had to grab some real quick and hey, I'm rubbing Ohio today. Now, where you, uh, where you stay at? Like, where's your base? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Okay. Hey, as cold as it's been out here, I'm out here too. Cold as it's it's cold in Dallas right now? Well, 47 yesterday when I went, when I woke up. Ah, I thought I was going back to sunshine. And now, who knows? Today, we, it may be. I don't know. This weather's man, crazy. Texas a little bipolar. But nah, man, appreciate uh, appreciate you joining me. Um, you are the first female guest, and I've been seeing women killing it in trucking. And, uh, you know, I watch your IG, see the content you put out, and you've got a good following. Got your YouTube channel, so we'll make sure we plug all that. Uh, so a little bit about your your background before getting into trucking. Uh, what were you into before you got into the industry? Before I became a trucker, I was working at Southwest Airlines in the reservation department. Um, I was working in their call center. And pretty much even before that, I've just, for 10 plus years, I was in the call center environment. Um, was so sick of it. <laughs> and long, yeah, pretty much, long story short uh southwest airlines okay okay so you're working in the call center something had to strike your interest in getting your cdl and getting into the trucking industry what what did that for you well uh long story short pretty much i got divorced my ex-husband was a truck driver um he was local he never did over the road but i was like yo let me get my cdl we can go out to the road we can rent out our house he never wanted to do it and um, I've always worked while we were married, but of course, he made up, you know, the bulk of the money that was coming into the house. And so, you know, you kind of get used to a certain lifestyle. And then also, like, I just couldn't stand that environment anymore. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my CDL. And the crazy thing is, before I became a trucker, I never liked driving. Like, I don't know why I wanted to get my CDL, but I'm just like, I never liked driving. But when I was going through my divorce, driving started becoming therapeutic for me. Like I started taking trips from Georgia to um, back and forth to Texas 
because I had business to handle. And in those times, it would just kind of just be like my time of like, I don't know, I would just listen to inspirational things, positive things, and it would just kind of just work on me. And so, yeah, nah, I am now. That's a smart thing to do. Spending all that time on the road, I did the same thing, listened to a lot of podcasts. Uh, E.T. was a big one, but they was posting yeah. one. So then I started listening to like financial podcasts and business right, podcasts. Right, right. It started helping me a lot. So so when you got um got your CDL, what route did you take? Did you go like the mega carrier route or did you uh, hit up like a local school? Um, they were more medium sized. They are local. It's a uh, it's a company out of Fort Worth, Texas. Well, I believe they're in Hazlitt now. It's um and they had a program where it was no contract and it was free. Of course, just under the premise that you're gonna work for them. So I'm like everybody else was contract and if not you gotta pay back. And I'm just like, hey, let me go that route. So um they are local, they're small to medium. Um, but yeah. And I worked for them for about six months. Okay, so the, so you went the route of having the company that you're gonna work for pay at your CDL. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I went to a little, uh, I wouldn't even call it a CDL school. We were sitting in the Starbucks lobby out of a TA and and rock. Okay, wait, maybe how that worked? It was some quick. It was some quick CDL. You got your CDL, so hey, that's what matters. Wait a minute, did y'all drive the truck though? No, I drove the truck on my test day. Okay. So it's not the safest. It's not the safest way to go. I mean, you're alive, so. Right. And I was getting a hot shot, so I wasn't too worried. We did test oh. you know, semis, but they're, uh, you know, to make it easier, they had the short trailer, like 28-footer. So it was smooth. And the lady was impressed when I drove, you know. So I, I did go out the Waco where there was not much traffic. Made it kind Smart. of Smart. But no, nah, yeah, this school, they just taught you pre-trip and kept it moving. Now, had I did it again, I probably would have went the route you did and got the proper training. I probably had a little little better CSA score. I'm not going to lie, that's kind of scary, though. <laughs> that's so, a little hey, scary. <laughs> facts. It's dangerous. Uh, and that's that's probably why they came out, I want to say, last year. EIDL. It's like a yeah. where everybody kind of has a baseline now. Which I'm glad I got in before that, but I am glad that they implemented that. So, right. what's up? So, at that company that you joined, what type of freight were you pulling, and were you OTR? Or was it like a regional? I was OTR um, and the reefer. Well, all they had was reefer, so I was uh, over the road. But we weren't 48 states. We there's about 20 to 25 states, mainly Midwest, a little Northeast. Uh, but yeah. But it was still considered overruled. I'd be out there for a minimum of three weeks. Honestly, I kind of, when I got out there, I was just like, I'm going to stay out there because I let go of my apartment. I let go of everything. And I'm like, I only wanted very little bills. So I was like, I'll keep my car. I'll keep my storage. And I'll keep my cell phone. And so I'm just like, I'll just stay out here, stack money, work on myself, you know, go through my little healing journey. So I was out there for, I would, I would be out there for a good minute. Oh, that's smooth. So you were pretty much living in the truck. What you get like hotels or something when you uh on your off time or go home or something? I oh yeah, when I did decide to go home, I would go to the family or I would get a hotel because the place that I worked at they had like a hotel that was really nice and they had a good discount where I only had to be like fifty dollars a uh fifty dollars a night or I would go visit places like say I might take off in Florida, California or something like that. Well, I would just fly out there, so yeah. Do your thing. Now that's smart. I had a couple of drivers. They were young guys too. Like no, uh, 
no girls, no kids. And they were getting nice cars, expensive apartments. And I'm like, dog, you out for two, three weeks at a time. If you want something nice, get you an Airbnb when you come in town. Definitely, you can stack so much more money on the road. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you out there like that, you'll be good to go. So you were um, rolling like that. When you, you said you stayed at that company for about six months doing reefer. Now, I heard in the reefer game, the wait times are outrageous. I never actually hauled reefer. What is that like? It Well, because that's all I knew, I didn't even realize it. I just thought that was trucking. Um, now, at this particular company, the places that we went to, I didn't really see how bad reefer was until I went, I ended up going to Prime. My ex... <laughs> Um, I started dealing with somebody, you know, they they were a trainer at Prime. And so I needed a little bit more training. So I went over there with him. So he trained me how to go through wintertime. And that's when I really kind of got to get a real taste of Reefer. And that's when I experienced those extreme long wait times. There's a particular company out in California, Produce. And I was almost waiting for two days straight. And I had a I had an appointment. And if you go and look at the reviews, every I was here for three days. I was here for two days. Like it, it can be crazy. And so, of course, a lot of money is lost. Not all places are like that, but you do. It can be crazy with yeah. It is. That's probably been a few cents more. It yeah, is I'm, wild. I'm thinking like ten hours, twelve hours, not days. God. Well, that's not the norm. That company, <laughs> just that company in particular, just I don't know. But I know they say produce can be a little funny. The way it comes in, I don't know, but that particular company was just known for they will keep you waiting, and they'll say we called you. You won't have any misrecord from them, and they'll swear and they'll lie and say they called you or they already. It, it's a it was a mess. Oh yeah, that's that's bad business over there. Hey. Oh, it is, but people keep going. <laughs> so you were doing Prime uh, at you were doing Reefer at Prime as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so you uh. Knocking out reefer. How did the transition get? And we're gonna get into what you do now. So, what was after Prime, and how did that look as far as you advancing your career? After that, I stayed with Prime a little over a year. Um, I was kind of, I felt like I wanted to get off the road for a little bit. So I was like, because most of the people I went through school with, they had already tried out like ten different type companies, and they're like, "Why are you still?" And I'm like, "Well, I kind of, I like being over the road." So I was like, "Well, maybe I should, you know, try a little." Try my hand at, you know, regional or local. Um, so that's when I kind of got into my, I like to call it my truck and hoe phase. I don't know if I can say that. But like where I just started kind of experimenting with like different like type of trucking. I'm finally back to the point where I'm ready to kind of just chill for a minute. But like I just wanted to see because that's what I like about the industry is just that this one you know, four week course gives you the opportunity to touch so many, like it's driving, but you have so many opportunities to trust just so many different forms, you know, of trucking or um, the transportation industry. And so I just wanted to try it out. I tried local, regional, reefer, drive in. Um, of course, when I'm doing drive away, uh, I've done Amazon, like uh, I've done tanker. So I just kind of wanted, I just wanted to, after I started seeing different things, it just was like, I wanted else, I wanted to see what else was out there as far as with truck. And I wanted to see what I felt like really kind of just resonated with me. And the truth is I actually still kind of really like uh, OTR. I'm not sure why, but I really do. No, nah, OTR is smooth. I think it's something about that quiet time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. And I, it fits my personality well. 
but I have to be careful because I'm sometimes I like, just get a little dangerous. Like, were you just talking to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, I got to find a balance. I just can't be out here for this long. Now nah, you got to do what you got to do. So being, being a, a female in trucking, when it comes to the relationships and you having that OTR experience, how are you able to manage your personal relationships along with your career? Well, when I was dating that person, they were actually a truck driver as well. So we did team for a little bit. Um, then we end up getting on separate trucks. For me, I don't necessarily need to be up under anybody um, all the time. Like I don't, I can do it, but I do well when I have my separate time. To me, like those road rendezvous are amazing. So on that type of relationship, it worked out good for me, like being with when I was dating the trucker. Now, family, my family were really close, but we're also the type where, because I don't have any children or anything, obviously, but um, what well, obviously, but we're really close, but we also don't feel the need to like call each other all, every day and visit each other, you know, like every day and stuff like that. So my mom would just be like, just check in, let me know you're safe, you know, and I would post about my dealings and stuff. And so they would, you know, we kind of kept connection like that. And my dad, he's also a truck driver. Um, so for me, it worked out good, but at the same time, I will say, like I said, I feel like it was, it was getting a little probably unhealthy. I, I mean, not to talk about truckers, but you know, we can be a little strange out here. You can tell when somebody's been out here for too, too long and I'll be like, Lord, I ain't trying to turn into that. Like it, 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 sometimes we can get a little too crazy. You can tell like you'd be by yourself a whole lot. And so it's good, but I think that it's important that you kind of, don't just allow yourself to just be closed into the truck. Cause I was the type, I didn't go out. Like some people that go out when they're over the road, I stayed in my truck. Like I take my shower, eat my food, go back into my truck. So I wasn't like doing a whole bunch of visiting and going out. Um, so my personal relationships were good, but at the same time, I felt like it was, it's a, I needed a better balance. Yeah, no, nah, that was the same way when I was out. I would, I ain't want to get out and nothing happened. So I kind of kept it. I'm one of the people who think, you know, if I go out, something wrong gonna happen. So I stayed at the truck, <laughs> kick it. But you're right though, trucker. Some people doing it for a long, long time. You can see, you know, yeah, little, Crazy. little, little different, <laughs> little <laughs> touch. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. And I'm like, did trucking do that, or was that already like them, or did trucking just help what was already there? I don't know. I can't really tell, but I yeah. just gotta be careful. <laughs> No, I seen something. Uh, so I interviewed a guy, Kevin. He he invented a, a commercial door lock. So it's for truckers to lock the door. And uh, I think the percentage was like 70% of crimes against truckers are from other truckers. And so really? that alone, that alone tells you. That doesn't help my anxiety. Well, we're going to have the connection with Kevin and get you that, uh, get you that little yeah, office. Yeah, indeed that, because Lord have mercy. I remember for a minute I was watching um, Criminal Minds. I just was on a, just watching it back to back. And I was like, you need to stop watching this because I'm thinking everybody's a serial killer now. Like, that's just my mind. I'm looking at everybody. And I'm like, something not right. And I'm like, nah, you need to stop watching all that TV. But now that you say that, Kylie, I was probably right. <laughs> nah, Girl, don't mind my show. Profiles and uh, F Exactly. You could do a lot being a trucker, though, because of the way we move. Like, and that's what I kind of thought about. Like, people could really get away with stuff out here, especially these owner operators. We kind of just move around freely. Mm. There's a, a podcast called Crime Junkies, and one it was it was years ago, but there was a semi truck driver who uh, was like a stream of crimes up in the Ohio area, Indiana, 
like when you're showing your trucks and you're showing different things like that, people begin to look specifically for you. Like if you're going to be out and you want to make a thing like on social media, you want to create a presence on social media and you have the same truck, me, what I do right now, I don't have the same truck. But if you have the same truck and they see the company and they see all that, for one, people are going to be looking out for that. So be mindful of when you're posting. Don't do anything in real time. Now, as when you're just out there, just kind of use common sense. So I know sometimes you see it's out there and people might be dressed more sexy. Like, don't just, I don't really think it's the best. You just be walking around just any type way, especially at nighttime. Like, you really just don't know what people's motives are. So I really say it'd be nice if you could just do whatever you wanted to, but that's not the world that we live in. So really just use common sense. Don't get on people, just random people's trucks. You think it's not something you should say, but it should be said. Don't like some people you might, oh, they're cool. Don't don't just be hopping. Up. I mean, this sounds this sounds like you should know it, but I I know a lot of females where, like especially the ones who are just uh just coming out of training school, um they met a trainer or something. Especially in the more late uh, uh the mega carriers, they met a trainer who they really are attracted to, and so they got on the truck with him, and then they never really learned what they were supposed to in the end out like as far as trucking goes because they got so into this person. And then they just kind of made a career of just jumping in and out of people's trucks. So for one, learn the business as I mean, learn trucking as best as can as you can. Um, I just I, I still don't know, but I feel like not being completely ignorant will kind of help you because people anytime they see you struggling, they're gonna try to help you. And some people they'll use it if you like. I was naive when I came out. I will say I was kind of really green. I was very naive when I first came out here. But people, anytime, if you look any kind of lost or struggling, so it would really help to like try to know, you know, uh, you're going to learn, but try to know as much as you can as far as with trucking. Be careful of how you dress out here. I do feel like you should be able to wear where you want to, but you need to be mindful of your surroundings. Don't just be walking through the truck stops, you know, at three o'clock in the morning if you don't have to. Um, try to pre-trip, I mean, like, like pre-plan if you can. Like when I first came out here, I was not good at like, not that I wasn't good. I didn't do it as far as pre-tripping and pre-planning. And so I just find myself at the most random places. And sometimes I would be on like the trucking forums and they'd be like, and I would mention something about a place. They'd be like, why the hell would you stop there? So it's just that they was like, you never stop there. So just kind of like, just, you know, taking a little bit more precaution and then whatever weapon you can bring that's legal for your company in the area that you're in, do it. Um, I used to have a taser uh, flashlight, um, you know, you can do the different maces, you know, and then I think it's like palm size knife or something like that. Have everything, everything that you can bring out with you, bring it out with you. Um, and I guess the little door lock, too. So that, that would be good. I've never had anybody like while I was asleep. At least I don't think so. Trying to open my door. But, yeah, I think just common sense and um, just not being so trusting. Yeah. I like you say. Yeah. Like you say, it should be, you know, it shouldn't be that way. But unfortunately, that is the world we live in. And you never know what folks got going on or what. And, that, and you know, protection, just period, as a trucker. But we all know that some men can look at a woman or on the road and you don't know what their intentions are. So you definitely got to protect yourself out there, ladies. But women are killing it in trucking. So I'm glad, you know, I'm glad. I think guys think it's probably you know, more dangerous for y'all than it probably really is. That's why I asked that question. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They do. They really do. Like, I've had a lot of, like, no, I think that's the comments that I've had the most. Like, you shouldn't be out here. People done told me I need to go home, have some babies, and, like, get in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, all right. 
<laughs> like so yeah. and then they'll be like it's too dangerous like i'll be like you know everywhere you know i live in a danger i mean wherever you at there's going to be danger so i'm not going to live my life on fear you just got to be more cautious just just like in anything like just mm-hmm. be more cautious and if you can if there's somebody you want have like them send your location like if you just want somebody to always be track you like a parent or something like or you know just in case you know and tra- check in elon musk on he putting out a chip so you can all get injected with this chip and- i ain't doing it but <laughs> i ain't doing it the phone's good enough <laughs> right no nah, he, he also mad scientist yeah too much of a conspiracy theorist so i ain't doing it <laughs> facts so now nah, that's that's what's up i'm glad it's, it's uh going well for you out there and you enjoying it so when you come from the reefer at prime and all of that to where you are now uh, explain to us what exactly it is you do now in the industry well i'm currently in the driveway field um technically being out here you don't need a cdl they have different levels it um i do piggybacking which is pretty much like when you see you'll see a truck and there'll be anywhere from one to three trucks connected to it um that's piggybacking some people call it some people call it decking and i also do singles so what you do is you pick up the truck from the manufacturer or wherever you're picking it up from and you deliver it to the customer, whoever purchased it. And after you drop off that load, that's it. You can go pick up another truck somewhere else, or you can um, go home or do whatever it is that you want to do. You're an independent contractor. Um, so I do that as well as I deliver singles. If you wanted to get out and do this and you want to deliver singles, all you need is a class B. Um, I have a class A, of course. But then also I just found out that they also have drive away for cars. So you could also do the same thing with cars as well. Um, but yeah, so you pretty much every company's different. I work for two companies right now. The trick out here is to it really does help to have multiple companies because being an independent contractor, everything's on you. As far as once I drop off one truck and I need to get to the next one, I have to pay for myself to get to that next truck. Um, some companies, if like one of the companies I work for, if you do deck sets or piggybacking, once you drop off, they will pay for your flight to get to the next one. Um, you cover, you do cover like your own Lyft or Uber rides to get there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Um, the I'm in the driveway field right now. No, that's interesting. That's something I hadn't come across. I've seen them out there, you know, and, uh, I never even thought about needing a class B if you want to do singles, but on the independent contractor side. So you saying get multiple companies, how are you pitching yourself, you know, as an independent contractor to these companies to get their business? You don't, you just apply, (laughs) you know, they, they really, yeah, they just really need drivers. So most of these places are saying that you need at least one to two years. Um, there are a few places you can find like a few, like people who might be a smaller company that'll be like, you got your CDL, let's go. I know one particular, I just won't advertise for them for personal reasons, but, um, there are you might find somebody that will just allow you to come in with little to no experience if you're doing singles not the deck sets but if you're doing singles because what i tell people is driving a truck after you get used to it it's kind of like driving a car like it's just a big ass car so um but most women they do require one or two and it's just applying for it so if you type in like drive away cdo drive away companies in my area i'm sure a lot of options will come in but you really don't even have to be in that area because they're sending you to different places or so whatever areas or whatever truck is closest to you. And some of them do have hubs. So if you're close to one of their hubs, then you're, you're good. Okay. So these facilities you're picking up and delivering to, are they uh, um, like dealerships? 
sometimes honestly you pick up from anywhere like um the particular the hub out in denton and the is that peterbilt i think it's peterbilt yeah the peterbilt manufacturer is right there and so it's just a huge lot they just bring the trucks to and they tell you what truck to get you go out to that lot you find your truck and you drive off with it um but you can pick up from anywhere dealerships um if you do the used division which i don't um it can be from a repo lot you know wherever they send you or wherever that truck is that's where you go like i'm about to go pick up a truck now from i believe a body shop um i'm delivering it just about six or seven uh hours from here oh cool Okay, so in the piggyback and and deck set, I think it was in that arena. Do you have to have any type of endorsement to haul three or four trips? You actually do. Yeah, for that you do need your doubles and your triples, which y'all it's just a simple task. Like it's it's nothing. Yeah, now, so I never did that, but I made a video the other day telling people get your endorsements. I was talking yeah. about hazmat and tanker because that's the way I went. But yeah. now we know get your doubles and triples too if you. Uh, if you're interested in it yeah well, especially if you're coming off the road and you want to go local I, I made a video one time a, a couple months ago saying that even if they don't need you to do hazmat tanker doubles and triples a lot of times companies will pay you more just because you have is just in case they need you in that field so get as many as endorsements as possible because it makes you look better and then like I know with the last local company I was with if you come in with, even if you're not driving hazmat, which I wasn't, they're automatically going to give you like $2 more just for having it. And of course you need it. You need it, your tankers. Like, and then, you know, specializing your CDL is going to give you, you know, the, the rate's going to be higher. Facts. Back to you adding, you, you know, you go from a bachelor's to a master's. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's the toolbox. That's what's up. So you, uh, pick up at these locations. Now, when you're in that truck, are they sleeper trucks or are you usually getting hotels? So it's a it's sleepers, day cab. I just delivered a garbage, like, well, it's a cabin chassis, but this one was specifically like what you would use typically for a garbage truck, worst drive of my life. Um, but technically, you're not supposed to sleep in the trucks. Some of them be like, don't eat here, don't drink here, don't sleep here. What people do on their own business that's their own business but technically so like um on regards that of course i follow the rules uh, <laughs> but some of these companies don't pay enough to have you get a wholesale every night honestly so you definitely want to pay attention to that um we are as well as paper log do with that information as you want um and you with the paper log i just lost chain fold i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> sorry no, you i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> i know with that paper log you know you might run into a lot of outlaw truckers out there yeah oh that's what i was gonna say they it, it's paper log because we're always switching from truck to truck to truck so there is no way of really tracking us they wanted to put us on like the eld but we're always be gonna pick up a truck and we're gonna drop it there was no way for them to really you know track it so it is paper logs um that we use out here or of course you can use something like the motive app where it's kind of paper but you're doing it on your phone um yeah so that's kind of how we move like so i mean there's a lot of outlaws out there of course i follow the rules there's <laughs> outlaws on ELDC. oh yeah oh yeah definitely i know yeah 
I mean, it's none of my I've business. I've had to be that. <laughs> I've had to be the outlaw before, but for I the mean, greater good of you know, all parties. And- for America, right? We <laughs> just try to get that. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but you do what you got to do. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm off the road now. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm still out here. I'm still out here. So I'm just going to say I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> I, don't, I do not condone what I did. Right. But I get it sometimes, you know, especially during the pandemic. Well, the pandemic, they gave us an exception. But, yeah, like sometimes it's necessary. Y'all want y'all, uh, people want their supplies, right? Facts. And I want to get to the next load. Exactly. You know, so when you, uh, when you're dropping these trucks off, now you, you drop the truck you're driving along with the trucks you're hauling. What does it look like getting to the next job for you? Um, If you're blessed, you'll find uh, another truck or unit to pick up in the same city. Now, I know one particular company, like if you deliver the, they call them hub lobes, and those are already connected because with piggybacking, some people actually manually, you know, put them together themselves. I ain't doing all that. Um, too much work. They'd be out there for hours. Like, they don't pay enough, in my opinion, for me to do all that. And so, but the hub loads, you deliver from hub to hub, and then their expectation is after you do that, you take a single or just the one truck to the next location that'll get you close to, you know, wherever you're going next. Uh, but yeah, if that if that isn't the case, then you'll catch a flight, you run a car, um, Lyft, Uber, train. I found about so many forms of, uh, you know, transportation since being out here because you want to save as much money because you're calculating the money that they tell you the load is going to be. Um, but if you don't think about, I might have to catch a Lyft, I might have to catch an Uber, I might have to, you know, I might have to catch a flight. That's why I say pre-planning in this field is so important because last week I almost cried. Like it was, it was, um, it hurt me to my soul. It was one of my trucks was a wash and like that. I'm not used to that. Like I was actually negative after that one because I got a rental car and they told me it was going to be $87, but they didn't put it in as a one way. So when I went and dropped it off, they didn't say nothing. And so they like added an extra $227. So it was $350 for a Uber that I only needed. But that was my fault to extent. Um, it was only, I was only going six hours away, but I'm like $87. I should have caught a Greyhound. I should have did there so many other ways, but I'm like $87. Hell yeah, I'm going to be comfortable. But I didn't realize that they coded it wrong. But that's why I say it's best to pre-plan because if I'd have looked up, I could have found a train. I could have found a Greyhound that had been like 50 or $60. And that truck after fuel and everything i that was a negative so you can be hurt out here sometimes you really have to be careful yeah no nah, no nah, definitely sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts with knowing what expense yeah. you're gonna have to incur along the way yeah. yeah it's i don't the truth is i like it because of the freedom like the time freedom the, whenever i'm ready to go home i go home you know I kind of I can choose how I move when delivering like or just I can just choose how I move but I don't suggest people just coming out here like um the first time when I was out here when I first found out about you know drive away I came out with my cousin and his brother so it was three of us riding like in a like we all had our own person we all had our own trucks we would deliver but they our deliveries would all be close to each other so having them out there all expenses like um, the rental cars we split in three ways. Hotels we split it three ways. You know, everything was getting split, and so I was making a lot more money. You know, at that time, 
Um, and then also, if I wasn't with them, the company, as if this was a smaller company, sometimes I would just like end up being in another group of like maybe three or five people delivering somewhere. So we were, I was always able to split money. Now I'm out here like solo, solo. I'm not running with anybody. So I'm feeling the weight of, you know, running out here solo. So I don't suggest just coming out here if you're not good at managing your money or budgeting your money, because the cool thing about it is three to four times a week, money's just money's coming to you. But money, you're constantly spending money out here. Like money is coming, money is going. And if you're not paying attention, like you're just thinking, oh, it's all right. I'm about to get, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand more. And I'm about to get this, you know, money is coming, but you're not realizing how much you're spending. So you have to be careful. Like you, it's easy to make two, you know, three thousand dollars out here. Well, I was definitely making twenty five hundred to three thousand when I was out there before when I was running with people. Now I can still make that, but I just have to do it carefully. Um, but you have to really just kind of be mindful because like I said, the Lyft, the Uber, the food, buying random stuff, just stuff like that. It all kind of adds up like and you won't even realize it like these Lyft and Uber rides are killing me. So if you're going to come out here and you're not going to be with a team, you can do what they call a tow, tow, wave, a tow, a tow vehicle where you connect it to the trucks um, and you pull it with you. Um, and then that way you don't have to pay for Lyft. You don't have to pay for Uber. You know, you don't have to get a plane ride. You can just drive to the next location. And that saves you a lot of money. If I had a tow vehicle, which I'm probably going to turn my cheap into one, I would save I would save anywhere from two to four hundred dollars a load. And that's me doing three to four loads a week. So what is that like? Uh, eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars a week I would have in my pocket. Of course, you know, you got to pay for fuel, but it's still going to be I mean, yes, it's still going to be a lot cheaper. Oh, so you so you would bring your own vehicle with you. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. And you put a uh, what a you put like the equipment. You know, you just got to get it installed on your vehicle. Um, and then there's a it's called a I can't think of what it's called, but you connect it to the truck and you just you know tow it out there with you. But you have to make sure that the vehicle you have is able to do that because there's a certain way for it to be installed. And I have a cheap Wrangler, which is why I got it because I was gonna bring it out there. But it just gives you it's a lot more peace of mind, a lot of money saved, just. Uh, the place I just delivered to, like I was saying, sometimes you get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. I didn't do my due diligence and pre-planning my trip like I should have. And they, well, all I did was see if they had Lyft and Uber. They had it out there, but they don't have drivers out in that area. So I had to spend $150 just to get out that area. And then another $40 just to get to where I was trying to go to. So that yeah. that, that made me sad. <laughs> Hey, us us city folks, we so uh, spoiled with all of that. Right. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Maysville, Louisiana, and I'm pretty sure we don't have that out there. Well, listen, Uber, really? Yes. I mean, well, you could pretty much walk anywhere within 20 minutes anyways. Oh, well, hey. Right. So being out here in the city, uh, we had some trucks go places, and I tried to get them to lift for Uber to a hotel if their trucks broke down, but we'd have to get the local, like Bob's taxi right exactly i'd be looking honestly but you will meet and find a lot of different ways like when you're just trying to get out there like i'd be looking like is there any personal shuttles that's also like if anyone wants to do that drive away um people have started companies shuttle drivers they gonna kill you but to take drivers to and from where they need to go but that's just a side note if anyone's thinking about that that's solid that's good that's good for both sides really for more money right. on their side and service and then what you said with the expenses, there's already so many expenses in trucking. I'm sure that becomes hell trying to keep up with all those all those receipts and expenses yes. you got to incur. 
for yeah for me like I wasn't as good at like I have this whole box at home that I'm like just full of receipts this time I'm trying I'm working on recording it I wrote it down um what the whole trip was like um what I spent um my good friend created me a um a whole spreadsheet for me to write down everything and just kind of keep track of my uh my expenses with the trip how much the trip paid all that the events how much the company owes me just everything like that because we are responsible for our own fuel they will give you a fuel surcharge um but you do to an extent have to um you will pay something well depending on the company some companies cover all of it in full some of them don't it depends on you work for that's a good tip though that's a good tip for any trucker do your expenses per trip because I got caught up my first few years of taxes. I got caught up with them shoe boxes as well. And it was like, I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to do it next week. Right. Next week, you really day. just don't want to handle it. <laughs> right. The tax deadline. And I'm like, golly, now that's smart. That's doing the way. <laughs> so you said you like it there. What, um, what's next though? Like do you, do you already have plans? Or are you looking at staying in the piggybacking for a while? I probably won't like these last two weeks have really like I kind of hate y'all right now like if that's how it's been out here um but I don't I'm one of those people like if I envision something being a certain way I don't want to walk away until I've you know accomplished the way I envisioned I know things won't always happen the way you want to but I probably won't be staying out here I am working on a few things where I'm running my own situation um but this is this is definitely just temporary i've also have toyed with the fact that if i want to go back over the road but everyone's saying like you know because that you know the numbers the money's just not where it needs to be so um there's a few things that i have kind of in the works yeah now as a person who was over the road running over the road we parked them because of that it got it got ridiculous and i'm not sure exactly if it got any better now but from the looks of it it hasn't you know from yeah. the groups i'm in unless you like direct now, everybody who i've talked to who has direct customers they're making it or right. people are still driving their truck but like us who had multiple trucks it's like hard to keep everybody on work and those expenses don't lower just because it's perfect. right they don't stop plus right. we got some drivers acting acting wild so it was a. Uh, it's definitely a wild time in the industry. Um, so for someone looking in, looking to get into the industry, first steps, what would you suggest the route they take to get going? Um, I'm really, you'll hear people have arguments about this, but I really feel like trucking is really an individual journey. So, well, I guess the first thing is, is know what you want or what you're looking for out of this, you know, out of becoming a trucker. For me, it was definitely about money, but it was really kind of just, I hated what I was doing before. When I was working in, for like in the call center area, um, like in that industry, I hated it. I hated being confined to one space. I hated seeing the same faces, same walls. I didn't want to do that. And so for me, it was a money thing, but it was also like, I just felt like I wanted, I didn't want that micromanaging. So I came out here and then there's a few things that I had planned that I that I envisioned for myself, but healing was top of my list. So other people they come out here and they're just trying to make money, 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 money. So you first of all need to know what you're what you're coming out here for. And once you have an idea, then I say do your due diligence to kind of research, like you said, the current market, 
what's making the most money, what makes the most sense, and also how much experience that you do need. Um, also, I would say don't, if you're looking to just make, like even how I mentioned, I can make two to 3000 a week. Don't look to make that when you first come out here, unless, I mean, if you're going to be working for somebody else, because most likely, I mean, you might, I actually do know people who have found companies like, you know, they said talk about working for the Russians or, you know, people from Ukraine, like Ukraine. Sometimes you will make connections like that. But if you're looking to just jump in there and just start making over six figures, I wouldn't. They could happen. It may not happen. So just understand it might take a little bit of time to to build up to that. It doesn't have to take that long in trucking at all. But I would say first get your experience. So once you decide what you want to do out here, definitely get your experience. Learn the industry as best as possible. Learn how to maneuver and work that truck and try to keep your license as clean as possible once you do have your CDL. Um, and when you, if you are going to go through a company to get your CDL, make sure you pay attention to the contract because sometimes they'll say like, hey, you need to work for us for, like some people say a year, but then sometimes it's more than a year. Make sure whatever they're asking of you works for you because some people get locked into these contracts and they're like, I can't do this. I don't want to be on a truck with a trainer for six months. Know yourself. Know who, you know, for me, I don't really like people. The truck is too small. My trainer, with my trainer was 28 days. And so, like, after 28 days, we were done. But I think having a vision to focus is most important. And after that, just um, find what fits you best. And then um, don't be afraid. Look at um, different companies and see which one fits you. But I really, some people say you have to do overall. You don't have to do overall. There are some companies, like um, one, for example, Central Transport. They actually will help you get your CDL, um, Amazon, of course. And you can start off local. So don't let what other people's experiences are tell you what to do. I think over-the-road experience is really good, but it may not be for everybody. Some people absolutely hate over-the-road. So if you feel like you're going to be one of those people, then find something because there's something for you out here in this industry. Whatever you feel like works best for you, just start searching companies specifically for what you're looking for. And I feel like you'll find it. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good info. I wanted to touch on that too, that, that real quick, that local stint you had i seen you post that you didn't really like it what was it about local that just wasn't you know wasn't it too much like a real job no but <laughs> like it well it was cool because i was still driving like and i i actually learned well the funny thing is i like driving when i'm getting paid for it i still don't like driving on my own personal time but like so when i'm getting paid for it i love it but with local it was like, you got to come in at this time. You got to be in at this time. Now, of course, over the road, you still have like appointments, but they tell you where you need to be and you treat whatever happens in between that is your business. Now, local, if you take a little long, well, it took you a little long to get there. Like, it's just too much. Like, I don't like being micromanaged like that. Like, just let me, did I make it on time? Like, just let me, I needed to stop to get a cup of coffee. And so like, it just, they were just, they were cool. They was real cool. And then also the particular company I chose, they were, it was a real good company, but the plant that I specifically worked for, um, it's, it, um, was shut down early all the time. And in November and December and November, they shut down for 10 days, December, they shut down for 10 days. So I was really effing with my money a little bit. And so for me, local just makes it a little bit more constricted. Some people like that consistency, same schedule every day. Me, not so much. It's probably be good for me, but like it's just too much like ugh, same wall, same faces, same route. I can't stand like the 
same thing over and over again. I want to switch it up every once in a while. But I think I might try it one more time. I don't know. Try a different route. No, I can see that. I can see how that could be. If you're a person who uh, enjoys getting out, local could probably get boring. Yeah, the monotony of like, oh, I'm going to the same place again. Yeah. And that's what I loved about over the road is like you can wake up and be anywhere. Like you wake up, especially if you park your truck in the right way, you just have the best, you know, sunrises or sunsets and the different like, you know, uh, terrain and stuff that you will. The different like just views that you get to see. Like it's like, you know, and, you know, local. It was it was cool. But nah, it's not it's not really my cup of tea. But I said I would try it one more time. But even that feels painful to me. So I don't know if I will. <laughs> no, that's what's up. I would say being o- over the road, something I wish I did more of was get out and uh, yeah. enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Because then it was over and all I got is GoPro videos from my dad. And I'm, <laughs> I wish I could have pulled over and stopped. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I drove fast that. <laughs> now, that's how I tell my friend because she, like I said, I'm doing, I said, I did over the road wrong because I just started connecting with more truckers. And um, one of my friends, she's like, they would go out of the country about every two to three months. And I'm like, I only had three bills at that time. Why the hell wasn't I going out of the country? Like, and it was got things. Oh, I'll visit here. And I did that. And so I was like, if I go back over the road, like you said, I would like to, you know, make a few more like experiences and see it because I was more of enjoying nature, like in the sunrise and the sunsets and all that kind of stuff. And just the beauty, I was just enjoying the beauty of just everything around me. But I'm like, I didn't even get to try out any new restaurants. Just right. Denny's, Taco Bell. <laughs> Facts. No, that's, that's, that's what it is though. That's, that's the real game. Well, uh, now, now you, you came in, you know, appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us. And based off, you know, the little bit of time I got to know you, I have no doubt that you're going to succeed in whatever you do because you seem like a go-getter hustler. And uh, what's your what's your YouTube channel name and what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle, I believe, is Naya Naya underscore new. So it's N-Y-A, N-Y-A underscore new. You know, I don't know what my YouTube name is. It might be the same thing. I think it's Naya new, but... But if you go to my Instagram, I got a link on there. But I honestly, I haven't been posting like I should. I'm about to get back out there on my YouTube page and be a little bit more uh, consistent with it. But I've kind of been all over the place with this drive away. But I'm about to get back out there. Facts. Now, I mean, from from the looks of it, you've been doing a good job branding yourself and, and creating that audience. So make sure y'all tap in and we'll make sure we put the links to both in the episode description. Naya, get out of Ohio. Go ahead and come back down here to the south. It's still gonna be cold, but you know, at least you're home. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Likewise. All right, take it easy. I'll connect with you soon. Yes, sir.